0: What's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in. Episode 37. Man, I had fun on this episode. It was a great time. We had my brother, the restaurant hustler, Montezon, on. Um, and we had the crazy, wacky, deranged, offensive, loving to death, Nashad Barrow, a.k.a. shot Brown, a.k.a. Nino Brown. He was on as well, having a good time. You know, we talked about a bunch of things. Um, market's up eight straight days now. How is it that earnings at some of these companies like Apple and FedEx are actually going down? Their profits are going up. But stock markets are actually going up. What's up with that? We talked about that. we get getting Trump nominating a pizza CEO as a Fed governor. What is going on there? And why might that actually be a good thing for investors, even though the guy's not qualified? Then we got to my bro, and we asked him, how do you make money in restaurants? I mean, we've all fantasized about owning a restaurant, right? Man, we learned about some serious shit that comes with it. Like, how about a fire in one of his restaurant locations that's in a train station? We get into all that with my brother and more. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Welcome to Business News and Other Shit. I'm your host, Amr Abdullah. And we got a cool show for y'all today. Uh, my brother, my big bro, yo, matas. Yo. What's up, guys? Mataz, matas, matas. Give me something right here.
1: A lot of love. Thanks for being Boom. here, bro. Thank you for having me. Um, what's up? How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. Long for day for me, here. but it's been, uh, it's been fun. I'm glad to be here, actually.
0: My bro owns seven restaurants. Yes. We're going to get into talking about, what if I want to open up a restaurant? Can I for real do it? Can I make money doing it? Don't nine out of ten fail? How did you get seven to work? Did you fail six times? What's going on? So we're going to get into all that good stuff with my brother. Uh, our comic guest of the day is, uh, the, I'm back. Did you just throw up a gang sign? No, I threw up, uh,
2: Texas Longhorns. Oh, okay. Cause that <laughs> looks like the <a> Latin Kings. <laughs> oh no. Latin Kings is a, uh, I don't know how oh, to he do He did it. hook him longhorns. He's right. Okay. Yeah, hook, him that, he hook him yeah. longhorns. He did longhorns. Yeah. That's a rambler. Is it Rambler, Ramblers yeah, loyal. This Ramblers Ramblers is, is that's
3: that's GD right that's there. is GD, oh, GD, GD, GD. Yeah. yeah. GD All right, we gotta like, stop, stop this talk. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, why
0: would
2: we stop that talk? Mm, uh, yeah. What's up, Nashad? It's Nashad Brown. Nashad Barrel. I don't Barrow. know who the fuck Nashad Brown is, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. It's Nashad Brown Barrel.
2: Man, that Back, is Brown Barrel. I don't know if that
0: shows I'm racist or what, but I've been seeing every time I look on your Facebook, I know it says Barrel, but I've been
2: seeing Brown. I don't what's know up why. With me? I don't know. Maybe just because. I'm just so ethnically charged that you just be like, wow, this guy's really brown right now. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. What does
0: ethnically charged mean? You're an ethnically charged person? It's
2: when you see me, you be like, damn, I'm charged. And then you be like, I want to be blacker than I am. And then that's that's, that's what I cause for most people. (laughs) Are you saying that you make black people feel blacker? And I make brown people feel browner. And I make Asians feel feel tan. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) what I think. (laughs) I like this. Now, we've decided that we
0: think your, your name... Right. You're the second time on the show. Yeah, last I'm back. time you told, yeah, you're back. Last time you told us the name, Nashad means happy. That's what your Uber drivers tell you.
2: Yeah, that's what they tell me.
0: And, and it's an Arabic name, but we couldn't figure out any Arabic name. But we're thinking your name might might actually be Nashat in Arabic.
2: Oh man, I can't wait to find out the truth. I'm gonna go to one Mecca day. one day and and hopefully be welcomed. The Saudis would love to have you. Yeah, okay. They're
1: gonna change your last name. I'm just saying.
2: Really? Yeah, well, it's sure. Spanish. My they last name is Spanish. going to strip search
0: you.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> Spanish.
2: Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. Dead ass. I got mad. If you heard my full name. Oh, for real? I think I said this last time, but it's Nashad Arroyo, which is Spanish for yeah. like creek, and Overtis, which is I don't know what the fuck that means. Overtis is your second middle name? Yeah, I got two middle names. So it is so go Nashad. Arroyo. O-vertis, overtis. Barrow. And barrow, barrow. means dirt in, in dirt. Spanish. Yeah. So. Wow. so creek Dirt. Happy a, Creek Dirt. Yeah. Dude, my dirt. Dirt. It's my, that's my, my Indian name. is Happy Creek Dirt. Running Moon Water. Wait, what was the, what was the, what was the third <laughs> one? Overtis? <laughs> 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 Sounds like covered or like. What does Overtis mean? I don't know what that shit means. I really don't. It's my Why do you have Spanish in your name? Because my dad's Panamanian. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so, yeah. And so you're half Panamanian, half African, I presume? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to get that 23 and me. That's how you get clone, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, We, we, love we love definitely don't want a bunch of you running around. We right. definitely don't want a bunch of you, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay,
2: put it like this, right? Who's getting 23 and me done, right? Black people who don't know where they're from, right? So when everything's said and done, they're going to make clone slaves of us, and we can't even do nothing about it. Oh, him? snap. Think about it. You're making sure your great-great-grandkids no, aren't, aren't... Go do 23
1: and me because I'm excited to find out where you're from. and <laughs> I'll, I'll just ask
2: my mom and my She's dad. She's not going to know me. Do that my 23. my dad. No, I don't want to, though. Well, I, I would hate to find out that I'm, like, German or some shit. Why? <laughs> great. I don't know. It, it would explain too much. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like... <gasps> That's oh what is das? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Nine.
2: No.
5: <laughs>
0: the sound you just heard, vatas das, is our investment posse millennial gangsters, Kareem and Yahya. What's up, experts?
3: What's, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Should
0: we do a little expert game? Let's do a little expert game. Come on, look each other in the eye. I have a question for you all. Uh, uh, what is the meaning of quantitative easing?
5: The, the meaning of, of quantitative, quantitative easing is... is, is E- 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 can I, can I e- easing easing qu-
0: quantitatively. quantitatively. Hey! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they worked it out.
3: Something about Ted and Bill and uh, a lot adventures. of uh, <laughs> narcotics.
0: Ted and a Le- lot, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. Quantitative easing is basically narcotics. Basically putting too them. much money in the market. Narcotics for the economy, yep. Yeah.
2: Man.
0: All right, uh, all right, all right. Let's get started here, y'all. Uh, thank you all for being here. So, we're going to talk about the markets right off the bat. We're going to hit the Federal Reserve and what's going on with that with Trump and Herman Cain and Stephen Moore. Then we're going to talk about Uber, Uber, Pinterest, and Lyft, all these IPOs. The Mexican border closing. Talk to my brother about how to be a businessman. And finally, banks. Big banks. Big
2: banks. Swiss banks.
0: banks. Markets are up eight straight days in a row.
2: What does that mean?
0: Uh, That rich people getting richer man that's and exactly what it what means.
2: about if you just got money in it regardless though if in you're the market not that rich yeah exactly oh, I, mean, got rich?
0: Yeah, I'm, I mean yeah wh- i mean whoever's got money in the markets even if you got a thousand bucks you got more than a thousand bucks right now you just made some money without working damn you know what i'm saying yeah and um yeah it's been eight straight days uh it's been very strong however what's funny right now is we're at a period of time where all companies start to report their quarterly earnings. You know, they got to publicly report how much money did they make in the first quarter, which is obviously January, February, and March. Right. Here we are in the second week of April or third week of April and actually second week. And uh, we're trying to figure out, hey, did JP Morgan make money? Did FedEx make money? Did Apple? How much money did they make? These guys make billions. So how much money did they make? You know what I'm saying?
2: Are they going to do that like do people do some of these businesses go like oh let's not say exactly how much we made for like any specific reason?
0: That's a whole like there's a whole science around that. It's basically like fudging numbers with accounting. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it it I do believe it's impossible to get a company to be completely honest and transparent with their earnings numbers. Why is that though? Um because they, they they, know so deeply how their business works. Whereas if a, a person from the government who wanted to walk in and see if they're really reporting the right numbers, mm-hmm. uh, if they wanted to see is Apple really reporting the right numbers, they got to go through $100 billion of sales to figure out if every one of those $100 billion is legit.
2: Oh, so they just guesstimating at this point. I'm like, yeah, this is how much we made. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the number. Like, there you go, guys. Here's what happens, right? The way people uncover—have
0: you ever heard of Enron? Yeah. All right. The way that was uncovered, no government regulator found that shit out, right? It was a whistleblower inside of Enron in the accounting department being like, "Yo, the CFO keeps you know coming up to me and telling me to change these numbers. I've been doing it for five years." I can't sleep at night anymore because I know all these people, I'm lying to all these people. Wow. So it's usually a whistleblower internally that will announce, hey, our company is up to no no good.
2: Or just some really anal retentive person who doesn't like Apple. Who's like, oh, you got to check all of these? And he's like, yes, I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to show you all. (laughs) Who just doesn't feel like doing his work that day?
2: (laughs) They trying to distract him. Like, you sure you don't want anything to drink? He's like, no, 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 I'm I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm all right. I'm going to get you. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yeah, so uh, so that's what
0: is coming up is earnings. Now Apple has warned, saying, "Hey, we ha- we are not making as much money as we used to because the economy is slowing down." FedEx, same thing. They warned. Um, who else warned? There's a, a couple other companies that warned. So everyone has been starting to warn about not making as much money. You know. Instead of making two billion, oh snap, we only made one billion. What's funny as we go into these earnings, the market's still going up, even though companies are making potentially
5: less money than they used to.
2: So something adding up. right Right,
5: right. So um, so I'm assuming if they warn the fact that we might not make like as much money as we did before, there's less of a backlash than if it's like, yeah, everything's normal, and then it comes out and you're like, oh, you're you're missing like a few billion dollars.
0: Yeah, they it, the market would be shocked and the, their stock price would drop even more if they surprise people. That's why they warn, hmm. you know, they give warnings like, yo,
5: yo, yo, yo. If you
0: thought we were making hundred billion, we only making ninety billion. You know what I'm saying? So, but why, they're still uh, making money though, right? Yeah, but, but they so. but everyone thought they're you know the way Wall Street works is expectations. Stock, you know, when you're trying to figure out should I buy a stock or not, you're wondering like. How much are they making? Mm. And so every quarter after quarter, Apple's selling more iPhones. If suddenly and so you keep buying the stock, if suddenly one day you wake up and they have bought less phones or they make less money, you're like, what the I'm gonna sell this shit. So what they do is they anticipate like, oh man, they start seeing their sales come in every day, and Tim Cook, their CEO is like, Oh, snap. Mm. We making less. We're gonna make we're gonna make like one billion or two billion, you know. So the warning serves as a barometer for stock investors to figure out what they want to do.
2: Okay. Like, just letting you know, right. We don't got it.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. So, so what's going on? So what's going on? Why is the market keep going up eight straight days? It's been a crazy banner quarter. I mean, as companies were warning about losing, you know, making less money, they were warning like a month or two ago, stocks have been on a tear. They're up like 13, 14% in the last three and a half months. It's crazy how stocks are doing so good. And so it's like, wait, if they've been warning, why are stocks doing so good? And with that, I want to say it's the Federal Reserve Bank. This is the most important institution, probably, in this country. They have so much power, they have so much influence. They're like, like our economy is like the Titanic, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: They're like the captain. Of the Titanic. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're steering mm-hmm. that ship. And we're all on that ship. Some of us are, you know, dancing dancing on the Titanic. Some of us are, you know, what's that called? <laughs> working in the coals. We're working in the coals. Right. Some of us are uh, rearranging chairs on the deck. You ever mm-hmm. heard of that?
2: So, and there's a few of us who's playing in the band. Right, mm-hmm. right.
0: And so uh, <laughs> and there's one of us who's painting a naked woman inside of a room right now. <laughs> Anyone get that? Yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a good joke, Amber. That's what's <laughs> going on. <right> <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, the captain is steering that ship. The goal is for them to make sure we don't hit an iceberg. Sometimes they mess that mm-hmm. shit up and they hit an iceberg, like two thousand eight and two thousand internet bubble, and nineteen ninety the savings and loan crisis. So they just mess shit up sometimes, you know. But what they did recently was they announced, yo, we're gonna keep interest rates lower than what we originally thought. All right, we're gonna keep interest rates at their current rate. Everyone thought interest rates were gonna keep going up. So the Fed has that much power. They basically control how much money moves into the economy. They control what interest rates are, they regulate the banking system, which is super important. Um so they are the captain of the ship. And when they announced that they're going to be having what's called an easy money policy a few months ago, the market just loved that shit.
2: I got a question. How, how bad does uh, the federal bank have to mess up before, like to crash the economy entirely? Like where it's like, Oh, we're not coming back from this.
0: Usually it has something to do with debt because they're a bank. Right. And the bank is all about lending money. Right. So, in 2008, they really messed up.
2: Right, and that's like the housing crisis, right? Yep. Okay. yep.
0: where they were basically like, yo, whoever wants money, take it. Whoever wants to buy a house, oh, you're a house cleaner? That's what you do for a living? You need a McMansion. Right. You know what
2: I'm saying? <laughs> a McMansion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, so the Federal Reserve, their goal is to basically get their arms around these banks and get their arms around the economy in a way that they make Borrowing money, uh, easy and done in a safe way. Right. However, they often screw it up.
2: Mm. So they, but have we ever got to a point where it's just like, like that's it? Like, there's no coming back from that. Because I, I mean, I we've know, always come back.
0: Right. So the answer is no. But oh. Great Depression and <laughs> Great Recession, we, you know, taxpayers had to bail out the country. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we had to take out. We had to agree, whether we liked it or not, we had to agree to. Uh, fork over our future money To rescue all those banks And basically the country And
2: that's why millennials can't have shit you See that? For real Cause our parents And that's why <laughs> And our grand grandparents Over there smoking <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what that shit's called the shit, Hashish Yeah, hashish and the shit in the hellers And reading John Kerouac and shit like that Y'all should have been the saving your lettuce. money <laughs> Right
0: yeah, so that's that's what happens with the Fed. So, uh so yeah, so markets are up. The Fed has basically given the economy like drugs, you know, when they when they basically make it super easy to borrow money, they basically are giving the economy drugs. So it feels like we're pumping up the economy probably more than it should be. I feel like we're moving into bubble territory where some shit might explode. There you go. There and you it's going to be fed. Disney. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's what's going on with the markets, um, in general, you know, speaking of the fed, we're going to talk a little bit about, let's talk about, um, the federal reserve itself and banks. Um, so the federal reserve, as we talked about super important institution, right? They regulate banks. They determine interest rates. There's seven people on the Federal Reserve Board who decide what to do with the economy. All right. Wow, that's a lot of power, huh? Right. Seven people. These seven. Holy people. Holy number. Right. Right. These seven people, they basically.
2: I okay. got. Are they all white? I'm shit. assuming. The
0: answer, of course, is probably yes. I actually don't know who all the seven are. I haven't. Looked. There's actually right now there's two open spots.
2: Oh shit. Right. I need a job.
4: Interview. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What yeah, are your
3: qualifications, Nashad?
2: I wake up early in the morning. I'm a great worker. I'm friendly. Uh, How <laughs> he represents the people. Skills. There you go. Mm-hmm. My commu- I can type uh, 12 words a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell us one of your weaknesses, please? My weaknesses is that I care too much about people, and I love giving <laughs> money away. You guys are good at that, right? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, there's two openings. Um, I know the president, the, the, sorry, the Federal Reserve Board, chairman of the board, uh, is a guy named Jerome Powell, all right? Okay. And you do got to understand, like, the, wealth, the wealthy class and the political class are often overlapping, so it's really important that the Federal Reserve, um, you know, the president nominates the people on the board, so he's nominating people in a way that's going to make sure, you know, the, <laughs> the political, class. political class and the wealthy class continues to be wealthy.
5: Bless <coughs>
2: you. Man. Thank you.
5: Um, so I, I actually looked it up. Um, there is three white guys and two white women. And um, they all look identical when you, uh, <laughs> when you cross your eyes a little bit. And two vacant seats.
0: Yeah. I mean, look. It, so Trump has nominated two people. And uh, he, one of them was, is a black man. His name
2: is Herman King. Oh man, he's probably like the worst black dude <laughs> to ever exist. Probably found that nigga in the cave somewhere. <laughs> it's like, yes, come out. He took off his hood and shit. <laughs> it's like I'm ready. To
4: <laughs> <laughs> we've
2: been we've been raising. <laughs> we've <laughs> been ready for it. like like Dark Vader and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he put on his black Donald face. Trump. <laughs> I am your black father. He's, he's actually white under that, that blackface. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I guess everyone in government just doing blackface. Oh, man. <laughs> the state of Virginia knows how to do that.
2: Oh, my God. That dude's the worst. Both dudes. You know, it's two dudes, right? It's Mark Maydow and some hey, other names. Damn. I I only remember his name. I don't remember other dudes' names. Oh, one of them was the governor. His name was, uh, well, I forget his name. Uh, I forget what his name is, but yeah, I mean they both suck. I'm, what's funny? I'm what's funny <laughs> is they're both they're both still there. Oh, of course. Everybody was like, "Hell yeah, that's that's my governor right there." <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Byrd was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh."
1: <laughs> this is a governor of where? Virginia. Virginia. Virginia yeah. Yep. He,
2: he
0: was found to have been worn blackface in college, uh, in medical school. Then they were saying the lieutenant governor would take over because he would step down for that, and lieutenant governor who's a black man was accused of sexual harassment by a woman. So then they were like, all right, well, we gotta go to, like the attorney general or something. He's like, wait, wait, wait. He just came right out. He's like, I wore blackface in college. And everyone was like, what the hell's wrong with you people? The first, the top three, you know? <laughs> and by the way, after like two weeks of like just trying to ignore that shit, it's blown over and it's like, they're still in power.
2: No, we, we don't forget. <laughs> so you can look that shit up. That's so easy to look up, but uh, it's just like, who can you pick, really? right so the federal reserve so herman cain ran for president let this chair run the run virginia real fast this chair hasn't <laughs> chair. been a blackface has it and then it's a picture of a chair with like, <laughs> you're like oh come <laughs> on chair, on <laughs> Damn, chair. <laughs> come on <laughs> you was better than them <laughs>
0: so um federal reserve so the, herman cain's a black man he uh he is the he got he got rich from being running a bunch of Burger Kings and then uh, growing a company called Godfather's Pizza, which I don't think we have here in Chicago. Godfather's no, I've never Pizza. heard that before. haven't So some must be in some other states. Um, so this dude, this is one shady dude, right? He ran for president in 2011, and he said some crazy. Like there was one moment where he when he was running, he's like, look. I'm gonna be humble. If I don't know the answer to a question, I'm not gonna answer. I, if someone asks me who's the president of Uzbek U- Uz- Uz- Uzbe- Uz- Uzbek Uzbekistan, I'm gonna say I don't know. And it's like, yo, man, if you're
2: president, you need to know. You know, like right? He got that nigga from Dev Jam. He was like, have you ever seen Uzbekistan? <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> it's like stop <laughs> Just don't say nothing Don't say you don't know Just don't say nothing And then he was asked a question <laughs> once on camera
0: And they asked
2: him I forgot
0: the question they asked him uh, What was it about I forget now But he basically said like um, He basically just kept going Um Um oh, yeah. um, um Well uh, Could you ask the question in a different way Oh my god and, oh, they asked him about the Libyan takeover from Gaddafi. That's what they asked him about. Like, what do you what do you think about Libya, over you know toppling their their leader? And he's like, um, um uh, and he's something like, well, what do you think about Libya? Oh my God, <laughs> those kinds of things. <laughs>
2: So, so this guy, and then by the end of it, that is a Jedi thing to do. He's like, "What do you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Redirecting it. We need you back in your cave. Need <laughs> <Mr. laughs> <laughs> to read a book, Um So then, so and then, this
0: is <laughs> the man
1: that's going to go and be a board member on the Federal Reserve. He's been
0: nominated by Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh so we'll see. It. Now the Congress does have to pass him. The okay. Senate, the Senate ha- they that's do have to I'm pass. Him. Ask. Uh, so then. Um, what else? Uh, by the end of his presidential run, he had to drop out because a woman came forward saying, hey, you know, you sexually harassed me or sexually molested, you know, sexually assaulted me. Uh, and that was like, you know, everyone was like, yo, you need to get out of this race. He finally stepped down. And who brought him back to life?
2: Donny T, our boy. Man, did you guys hear about, it's like a conspiracy going on where they say Donald Trump is uh, like a time traveler? heard that at all no i have not not okay all right so donald trump is apparently a time traveler because his son baron trump right there's a book about him way back when an old russian book uh it's like 18 something where it's called baron trump's like awesome adventures and baron trump in the book is a time traveler and donald trump's uncle Uh, worked for uh, the Department of Alien Services or whatever. Of course, and, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> that exists, I'm sure. It exists, and apparently, Donald Trump's uncle uh, was one of the people who took a lot of Nikola uh, Nikola Tesla's inventions. And Nikola Tesla is uh, he supposedly said to have. Created the first time machine.
0: Whoa! Mm-hmm. I right, wait, wait, wait. So wait, something about Donald Trump's uncle. That's all I got from that story. Donald
2: Trump's <laughs> uncle took <laughs> Nikola Tesla's uh, time machine and, uh, and yeah. traveled to traveled in time. Became and Donald Trump. So really, Donald Trump is not Donald Trump. He's Donald Trump's uncle. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how. I, honestly, I didn't believe that shit. But I was, I was <laughs> like, oh, Donald Trump. And I mean, we first gotta
0: ask: Do we believe in time travel? That's the first thing.
2: I believe it can exist. I don't know if it's real now. I, we, I don't know. If, I wouldn't know who was a time traveler or not, you know?
0: I mean, if you're a time traveler, you're probably not telling people you're a time traveler.
2: Right. Or you probably are just telling people that shit. Just like, yeah, I'm from the future. Nobody will believe you. I'm like, watch your step. And then they trip. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Told you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Herman Cain. So, he's been nominated. So, I don't know if this guy's... Now, there's also been another guy named Stephen Moore who's also been nominated. Now, I mean, first of all, Herman Cain, like these guys on this board are like academic, economic experts, right? And so I mean, Herman Cain? You know, I'd rather have <laughs> Herman Munster on the on the board <laughs> than Herman Cain. Oof.
2: It's a deep cut. <laughs> the
1: guy's answer to the question is, uh 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 what do you think? Right. Our economy's in deep shit.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: I mean Trump is putting them on there, obviously, so that he can vote in a way to keep the econ- to keep the stock market going up. Mm. Right? He's trying to he's trying to stack the board with people who are going to be friendly to wealthy people. That's what he's trying to do. And what you want on the board is people who are economically, academically sound people who are like, yeah, we got to do the best thing for the economy, not for rich people.
1: Harvard and University of Chicago, ideally,
3: economic ideally. PhDs who know what the hell they're doing. Right? Do you think it's at all possible that Donald Trump is making all the companies? Fudge their numbers in a way to make them look good in a way so that he can look like that he's doing good for the market uh, economy so that he can get reelected?
0: Well, I mean, I didn't fully understand the question, but he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely, like, no, is he forcing Apple and FedEx to fudge their numbers in a positive way? No, I don't think he has that power. He does have the power, obviously, to nominate people to get into parts or positions of the government to push the market up like Herman Cain. Or another guy he's nominated, Stephen Moore. Remember, there's two open spots, so he nominated two Republicans, uh, Herman Cain and Stephen Moore. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Trump doesn't probably look at approval ratings too much. In his mind, and I think a lot of presidents think this way, their approval ratings is what's the stock market doing? Is it going up or is it going down? Because their boys are going to like right? if it's going up. Remember, all his boys and any president is going to be rich people. Right. So people who are heavily invested in the stock market and own companies. Do you think he's going to get reelected? I don't. Hell, yeah. We had Joey. We had a friend. I had a friend on on here a couple weeks ago named Joey Catch story. He said not only is he going to get elected for for the next four years, which will be six more years of Trump from now because he's got two more years left, but he thinks his daughter Ivanka is going to get elected after that, and so it'll be 10 more years of Trump.
2: Wow. But why would she get elected? First female president.
0: It's, it's really? They everyone, pick her? Everyone's uh,
2: talking about it. I don't I don't think so. Man,
3: I didn't even think he would get elected to begin <laughs> with. And here he oh, is. No, anything is possible. I yeah. thought
2: he was gonna get elected, but um I don't think he'll get elected this year. I don't know, it's, well, it's so much stuff happening. I don't I think people will definitely vote more than they did before. You know what really needs to happen is all these little liberal ass white kids need to go back to where they came from. No disrespect and vote where you from iowa or nebraska or whatever <laughs> came from so we could you know flip that vote real quick mm. if you really want to help don't be a little bitch about it Get, get your get your parents a real <laughs> you know what i mean by going back home and being like Dem- i'm gonna vote for chang wang <laughs> 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 <Whoever the laughs> running. <laughs> yeah, there, there is an Asian dude running for. I know. Right? I don't Ooh. know what his name is. Like Chang Wang name. or some shit like nah, that.
0: No, man, you're just being racist right now. <laughs> is it Chang Wang? I no, might man. be. I might be being Chang racist Wang with my <laughs> <laughs> But if his name is
2: Chang Wang, then that just goes to show how progressive I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So yeah, the big point I want to make is how people should invest in the stock market, partly because. The way our government is designed is designed in a way to get people on these boards to push the stock market higher. That's what the president wants to do. All right. Um, Let me give you another example of how the president does that. You all heard about this. I'm going to close the Mexican border. Right. All right. So he threatened that. Just said it out loud to get his base, to get his followers all fired up, you Mm -hmm. know, because I don't believe we have a Mexican problem. Right. I believe we have a whole different problem in the world. I believe that there's a real threat to, um, you know, th- how the makeup of this country, right, where it look it'll start to look like minorities are making up a larger number than non-minorities or white people. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are like, a lot of progressives, are like, yeah, let's go, let's build a badass country, and we're all going to look different.
5: Wouldn't a, that make them the majority?
0: The the minorities. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm using minority also as like non-white people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
5: Um, what? <laughs> no, You're <I'm> last <laughs> 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 It's funny to watch you try and process this.
0: <laughs> I mean minorities <laughs> will become the <laughs> majorities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Yeah, so I think like Trump to 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 help like white supremacy become an obsolete. That's what's happening in the world, right? And there's a lot of fighting that. By Trump especially and white nationalists. Right. Right. And so what they do is instead of like dealing with that fear or what that means, Trump just starts to create problems out of nowhere. Like we got a Mexican problem. Build a wall. We got a Muslim problem. Muslim ban. We got a China problem. Trade war. They just like, you know, simple problem, simple solution. Don't focus on what we're really pissed about, which is like the makeup of this country is changing. That's actually pretty smart.
3: Really? Because it's like he's by Trump, presen- he's, he's presenting a, br- he's a problem. He yeah, presents a problem, and presents a simple a solution. problem,
0: and he presents a solution. Yeah. So yeah. it makes him look like he's doing something. Trump 2020, baby. <laughs> no, for for a person who I believe is um, like just lost on ethics and morals, I think he's brilliant. Otherwise, intellectually, like that's a simple problem, simple solution. It makes sense. You know? Yeah.
3: But is it Trump's brilliance or someone who's controlling him?
2: Yeah. But does it work though? Like the thing is, you could present. Uh, there is a problem. You could say there's a problem, and then you could present a solution. But is it working? Like, like, will people look at this? Uh, his time as president, but like, well, that's really worked. Like, has it worked at all? Or well, what, how do you define work? Exactly. Like, like okay, well, like, we White, like whites maintain the majority, right? But, like, where they're like, oh, well, people are still, like, well, people go, okay, uh, who's been shooting everybody recently? And they are like, oh, let's see, oh, well, what, is it all these Mexicans that we push back here? Oh, no, no, this is just white people that shoot people. All right, well, who's been taking all our jobs? Oh, machines have been taking all, oh, it's not Mexican? Okay, well, well, what do we do now? Like, are people going to look at that? I don't think people look at shit like that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just think. People just hear that And be like Alright cool Let's see I- if it works And then Complain And then Just don't It passes right Yeah
0: It passes And the the country You know It unfolds the way it unfolds Right Which is probably gonna be Minorities take over the majority Right And that's
1: gonna happen Regardless of whatever he does right. Minorities right. taking yeah. over the majority Exactly
0: I mean he's trying to Keep people out obviously Well is he of course the Muslim ban is trying to keep people yeah. out. The the Mexican border is trying to keep people out, so that'll prevent minorities from coming into the country more.
2: Which I mean, that wall ain't gonna do shit, but I mean it's, it's but he, ca- don't he you called it a non anti climb wall. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't know what well, that's not means an, an anti it says don't wall. climb on it. <laughs> 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 you could dig under it is what he's saying. <laughs> We're he's giving it, you the clues. butter it up. <laughs> so uh <laughs> You're t- t- slide <laughs> through the <laughs> slide through the gates. <laughs> so so now
0: here's the thing. So he talked about closing the Mexican border. Border. And he didn't do it. Do y'all know why? Once people inside his own administration were like, yo, we have billions of dollars of goods that cross past this border every day. Yeah. 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 Because we we put those Mexicans to work. Right. You know? We cannot have all that stuff stopped.
2: Avocados, y'all. Right. Hello? (laughs) That's what I'm just gonna talk about. For real.
0: (laughs) I mean, how are we gonna have our Mexican food without avocados? Man, them white women are gonna be mad. they need, they need the their avocado day,
1: toast. He said. He said, "I'm closing the border one day, and not even 24 hours later, the cost of avocados went from 30 to 60."
2: Oh. oh no, shit, for real. One day. <sighs> Damn, just saying that. It's like
1: just saying that. Wow.
2: People gonna be. You remember? Okay, so do you remember uh, like the old Prohibition era when like uh, liquor was illegal and stuff like that? that's when Al Capone was really making his money and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Boot-legging.
2: yeah, that's how it's going to be with avocados. Black market avocado. Yeah, like, someone with I a long the, leather trench coat. It's like, I got the best guacamole. <laughs> 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 just come, come around back. <laughs> so he
0: was like, Trump was like, what? This would hurt the stock market? Oh, hell no, we ain't closing no border. And he just stopped that talk right away. So what my point is, is Trump is, you know, going to always create these problems, but the moment they start hurting the economy, like with the China, the Chinese, once the trade war started really affecting the economy and the stock market went down in December,
2: he stopped that too. He stopped. He's like, all right, wait, let's make an agreement. Did you also hear that with the ban? Uh, what is it? I go, oh, my bad. <laughs> with the ban, I forgot what is the like, ban. The ban. No, for for some reason, uh, Cuban players or like players, oh, yeah. baseball you know, players, they yeah, couldn't yeah. they couldn't come over yeah, without affecting right. yeah. visa issues. Right. He
1: stopped the the visas for all. Yeah.
2: Right. You know how many people going to be upset when their teams start losing? Oh my god. Football, basketball, baseball. Baseball especially. Every sport except golf and nobody watches that shit. So <laughs> I you know, mean golf,
0: body. golf they don't have to worry about. It. It's mostly white
2: people. Right. And then what if Tiger Woods just goes <laughs> f- going to Asia? Like nobody nobody's <laughs> nobody's going to watch that shit. Every, except for hockey. And honestly, Canada ain't really f- with us right now either, so he just needs to he needs to cool out, man, because nobody's liking that.
0: Well, so that's why you got to invest. Is because no matter whether it's Trump or Bush or Reagan, whoever you want it to be, Obama, Clinton, their big thing is making sure that stock market always going up, and that's why it makes sense to have a bucket of your money going into the stock market regularly, weekly, often. Don't hold back. Participate. Get involved. Speaking of Mexican border, let's talk to my big bro, Matez. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, baby? How you doing? Good, man. So when did you let's teach us about how to make money in the restaurant business? I mean, everyone has like this dream, right? After they make their amazing cupcakes. I got a quick amazing, question. Uh, who used to,
2: who used to start the most flights? Was it you or was it him?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably me.
2: Probably oh, yeah. Me. Do you mean with each other or outside yeah. the house? Yeah.
1: But me and me and I have never really fought. Oh. As kids, kids, fight, I remember fight, some fights. Fight. <laughs> fight. <laughs> I
0: don't. You do. As a kid, I remember once uh, I doing that like. That a, I remember once doing like. A, I got on the top, you know, of the ropes. We were wrestling. Yeah. And I, my was kids like, did. Uh, mm-hmm. uh,
2: you what? Yeah. Every every kid wrestled. No, you didn't wrestle with your siblings, did. right? Yeah. Did you okay. say my kids? No, I said like every kid. Oh, yeah, Every yeah, yeah. kid. You got kids? No, uh, yeah, dude, I, got, I got two kids. Oh, shit. I ain't they know. They wrestle him. Yeah. <laughs> we wrestle all the time. And I, they thought win. You said, I thought
0: you said my kids. And I was like, oh, Nashad's got some kids?
2: No, Nashad don't got no kids. But <laughs> you At know At least of. that you know of, yeah. Mm. Nope, don't got no.
0: <laughs> don't put that on me, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I used to jump up on the dining room table when he wasn't like, when he's watching TV or something. And I would just like, you know, dive and jump on him like that. Frog splash? Frog
2: Splash. They're oh, nice. Eddie, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to Frog Splash, my bro. Do you guys still watch wrestling? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> God. I was going to roast you. Thank uh, No, nobody watches wrestling? My daughter
1: watches uh, the female. What is it called? Oh, for real? I don't know. She <laughs> loves watching that. It's
2: female stuff. wrestling? Glow? On Netflix? Shout out to Glow. Give me an episode. If I can <laughs> <know about it>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so talk to us. Um,
0: so when... You started working at Accenture when you got out of college.
1: Yeah, 2000.
0: Right? Doing a, a tech job or a consulting Consulting, job. yeah. All right. And, and then you decided, yo, I'm going to leave this gig.
1: No, while I was at, the, while I was at Accenture, the economy was uh, not doing too well. And I just wanted to have a backup plan. Backup plan. All right, so we grew up in the restaurant business. And so you
0: decided to open up a restaurant, not with my dad, but on your own.
1: Yes, that's correct. By the yeah, way, my so dad
0: did pass away recently. May he rest in May peace. He rest in peace.
1: So yeah, so I, um, I had an idea. I felt that the um, the mall. I'm sorry, the uh, the city the, the city of Chicago in the business district area did not have a good representation of Middle Eastern food.
0: All right. That was a long winded say way of saying you wanted to get a Middle Eastern restaurant in downtown Chicago.
1: Yeah. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. Which is what my dad did.
0: Right, right. He, yeah, my dad owns a restaurant called Cedars in High Park. Right. Um, and so then you have – re- that was opening up the first mezza.
1: Correct. In a mall. In that, a that's mall. That's why I brought it because we wanted something where it was stable. Yeah. Easy for people to – I'm sorry. So built-in business, if you will.
0: A lot of people fantasize about opening up a restaurant. It's not a fantasy, that's for sure. What do you mean? Shouldn't no, no, It shouldn't be a fantasy. You don't think it should be a fan- no. I mean, a lot of people like, have this dream of like, yo, I'll be the man if I open up a restaurant and I'm feeding people and I'm cooking and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm talking to people, you know, uh, uh, it... Is it, first of all, as glamorous as a lot of people make it out to be?
1: You don't know. I mean, so if if you're looking at it from just a simple aspect of I can make a lot of money selling really good food, um, great, but that is not glamorous. I mean, there's, you know, for me at least, it's a small ticket. You serve a lot of customers. You try to serve a lot of customers. And you have when to. When you say a
0: small ticket, it's a uh, you, you do fast casual. Fast casual Almost so, like chipotle. Uh, everything's style.
1: everything's around ten bucks, right? So yeah. everything's lunch is ten bucks. And so it's not an easy sell like sometimes because you know, you think that it's ten bucks, you know, it's good, wholesome food, but it's never gonna be perfect. And right. well, people expect perfection no matter what. Mm. Or at least close to it as possible. As close to it as possible. So, you know, you've got Probably twenty percent on an average. Customers who are just always going to complain, no matter what. You're going to have fifty percent who are just like, hey, "It's food. I eat it. It's good. I'm not sick. I'm good." You know. And you got the thirty percent who are happy-go-lucky and they're just going to always be like, "Yeah, it's great. It's delicious." Blah blah blah. Yeah.
4: Right. Right.
1: So some are going to love so it. Some are not. Yeah, basically. And so you got to be able to deal with that emotional roller coaster. But why, but why,
0: yeah, right, right. Because sometimes up, sometimes down. You yeah. got to deal with Yelp
1: reviews, too. Exactly.
0: Um. All right. So, so why do you think people. Like, do you guys see it all as glamorous? Do you ever, you ever, you ever have a dream of like
2: having a restaurant? Or I open? want a restaurant. Oh, for real? Yeah. I, I why, why do you want a restaurant? One restaurant idea. And I'm going to keep it to myself. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but uh I, it's, uh, I worked at McDonald's. Uh, it was my first job. And. uh. I I was at the drive-through window. I hated the drive-through window yeah. because like that's where all the rudest people are because yeah. they can say some ignorant shit and just drive off. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Cupping and all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like ah, oh, you little piece of shit, and <laughs> <laughs> then, then then you can't do nothing about it. So hey, by the way, man, I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> I know that was, was you. Oh, I got some ter- I got some good drive-through stories and I got some really bad drive-through stories, uh, but. If I was, if I'ma stay on subject, but uh, uh, I was just playing in the drive-through, just like you know, just doing voices and shit <laughs> in the drive-through because I I'd be bored of work and I'd be like, hey everybody, it's superhero Steven, and then like people would come to drive
4: like,
2: that? <laughs> saying all that stuff, and then I was like, oh man, this is really fun, and I just played with the idea of, like having a restaurant, and then I was like, like I would only have One restaurant. I'm not like a wait.
0: Is your idea to have a drive-through at the restaurant and do a bunch of funny, make it funny as people? Yeah, make it, make it. Yeah, funny. I like that idea. Right,
2: and then uh that's great. And I would bank it off the fact that I would be a celebrity, and then I might show up once every Blue Moon. So (laughs) (laughs) I think I think when a person owns a restaurant, they start to feel themselves that they're kind of like a celebrity. I think that's what. Oh, Am I mistaken? I don't yeah, know. No, you're mistaken. No, I'm talking about <laughs> being a stand-up and owning a restaurant. And if I am a successful stand-up, like say if I reach the level of Dave Chappelle yeah, yeah, yeah. You own and that? Dave right. Chappelle own the restaurant. Kanye did that with Smashburger, I think, right? Right. People just go there just because they be like, oh, he might show up. But it'll also be fun and funny. And right. then I'll have, you know... Uh, people who work there who are like, who trying to be actors and actresses and of shit course like that. Of course, you know They're boop. trying to get to you. No, right? but my point, my point and is. And now I could just pop in and take a fry off somebody's plate and it'd be funny. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd be like, oh, it's the shot. My, my point <laughs> is, though, I think people. Well, See think, y'all later.
0: <laughs> I think people. Dibs. <laughs> a person who wants to open restaurants, like, yo, I'll make these badass, whatever, burgers, sandwiches. I'm going to get famous. Uh, people can know me in the community or whatever. Right. You know, I think that's part of the reason that the glamour is there. You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but. Anyway, so so yeah, so let's picture your mom is an amazing baker, right? Or someone's mom or someone's dad makes amazing ribs or something, right? And they're like, yo, you need to open up a restaurant. This is the best um, cupcake or best cake or whatever, you know? Would you advise people to do that? Would they, would they like... Let's say somebody has, like, some amazing, amazing recipe for something. They do such a great job with their cupcakes or whatever. Yeah,
1: so (coughs) I... I want to open a bakery. Yeah, I'm all about differentiating, right? So I think that that is the one factor I feel that can really propel a a business. Being different. Yeah, I mean, if you're just very different, you're doing something so different than anybody else's. And I'm not talking about having... Great customer service. It's unbelievable customer service, and you still serving just a normal chicken sandwich. No, I'm talking about that item that you serve is sweet Jesus.
0: Right. You know that's which is a ice hallelujah. cream. Ice cream. Yeah, ice cream company in Toronto that has a line out the, you know around the block
1: because it's just wow,
2: so you,
0: different. Yeah. So, so but hold
2: on though, but there's Chick Fil A too, and to me, them just regular <laughs> ass chicken sandwiches, but people love them because. I have no idea. No,
1: they're good <laughs> chicken sandwiches. Seem, I know they're not healthy, but semi healthy. I mean, compared to like a really thick, over battered fried chicken sandwich, they give great freaking service with a smile.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of a marketing thing there with yeah. Chick Fil A. like, we don't it's like a gay great It's a great
1: name. Yeah. What up? F- <laughs> what us? Great or not? marketing. Great marketing. Yeah, right? Good, Eat good chicken. chicken. <laughs> the big cow says, "Eat chicken."
0: What about uh, what about uh, what's that burger place that now is here? Uh, not Smash Burger. In and out. Uh, Wall Burger. No, there's Wall Burger. I saw that, but no, the no. uh Burger sh- shack, shack, uh,
2: shack. shack. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Oh, shakes! I don't. I love going to Shake Shack. I don't shack. like Shake Shack neither. I have yet
3: to go there.
2: I mean, it's, and the it's burgers
0: good. are small too. Small, but they're they're good. They're not the best,
2: but, but they're like, only seven
1: bucks.
0: Know
2: it's like more, ten bucks.
0: Honestly, it's more a feeling when I go there and get the burgers and the fries and stuff. I kind of feel like I'm.
2: I don't know. Part of something? In yeah. New York. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm in New
0: York. I'm part of something. There's, well, a, that's, there's a
2: buzz. So is that what you're saying? Like, w- uh, with owning a restaurant, you got to create, you just got to have people feel like they're a part of something?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a huge part. But I th- I still think that, how do I, like, so, so Small Cheval, uh, All, Cheval, all Cheval creates a burger that is just, you know, rich and, you know, cheesy and, you know, just decadent. Yeah, I've had that burger. It's amazing. So it's a great freaking burger. And then they get really famous for it. And what happens? Oh, let's open a bunch of small Chevals. Three, four of them that just serve a mini version or smaller version of the same burger for four or five bucks less. Right. Boom. Busy everywhere. Part of something. Exactly. Community.
0: Part of the buzz. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so. Let's say a person's like, all right, I'm gonna open up uh, my bakery because I make the ma- the best, amazing cupcakes or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, are they gonna enjoy that job? What what's gonna be? Are they gonna be baking amazing cupcakes all the time?
1: So this is so this is where I where I say, you have to love no matter what it is. You have to love what you do. Number one, first and foremost, love what you do. If you love making the most amazing ribs, and they really are amazing, and everybody tells you they're unbelievable. Get on it, like do s- it.
0: like smoke. You ever been to Smoke,
4: Smoke yes. Barbecue?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That place. Have you ever been there? Mm-mm. Man, amazing, amazing ribs. They and do chicken. have amazing barbecue. Yeah, and I feel like those guys did it right. But then there's like fifty or hundred others who probably fail. Like nine out of ten restaurants supposedly yeah. fail, right? Yeah. So, do you think that's a legit statistic? Nine out of ten truly fail?
1: I'm not sure if nine out of ten truly fail, but if they fail, a lot of times it's because they're underfunded, they don't have the proper you know, management experience. It's not just cooking great food, right? Oh. You've got to be able to understand the economics behind all I this.
0: I think that's why why a lot of restaurants open up is because people are standing around a kitchen or standing around a dining room table, and they're all eating these amazing cupcakes or amazing ribs, and they're looking at this person like, "You really need to open up a rib joint." And the guy goes and opens it up, and he don't know shit about management. He don't know anything about funding. He don't know anything about signing leases. Customer or like service. Customer service.
1: Cleanliness. Right. And so
0: there's a whole lot more to it, you're saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely you, a different... Do you still cook? Well, I still create a lot of menu items. Like, I go back and we re- recreate stuff, Is try to make things better. Is that the majority of your time spent? No, definitely not. What's the
0: majority of your time spent? Uh, definitely
1: more on operations. Like what, for example? Yeah, uh, for example, like uh, today, they actually wanted me to figure out a way um, to speed up uh, our online orders that come in. And so... Like on Uber Eats or stuff like that? yeah well sure uber's but it was ritual for example and so we've been talking about this for a while and so today i went to one of the restaurants and i said okay you know we decided yesterday we're gonna uh move your uh tickets that come out from ritual instead of having them at the cashier area and then we have to walk them all the way over to the beginning of the line where actually the food begins to become assembled to move that entire ticket machine Mm. to the front of the line and that person who's taking the orders, go ahead and just you know click it. Yeah. She so comes out and then put it down on the line and keep so, going. So you
0: spend time making that more efficient.
1: I do. I mean, it's not just me, but yes. I, I if I come up with an idea or some or an employee comes up with an idea, but that's
0: not the majority of your time. So what's like like do you spend more well, time? For that's example, one
1: thing in operations, right? Right.
2: Because right, because yes, right, with the business, it's always something that that's that's right. Yeah. So
1: equipment breaks down, uh, air conditioning goes out. Well, right. mm-hmm. I'm always coordinating all that stuff between. The um, repair guys and the restaurant manager making sure all that stuff's connected. What's wow. been the worst thing that's ever happened? Fire in the restaurant. Oh, snap. I burned down a whole... I didn't burn down, but a whole restaurant burned down.
2: Damn. The whole restaurant burned down? Yeah. Oh, Was it snap. like attached to something?
1: Yeah, it's in a big Class B office building.
2: Oh, my God. Can you tell us where?
1: <laughs> yeah. Where? Mezza to North Riverside Plaza.
2: What, what's that? That's the
0: train station?
1: Yeah, the, the Ogilvy train station.
0: You burnt down Ogilvy train station? Well, I burnt <laughs> down Meza. Thank
1: God <laughs> they didn't burn down Ogilvy train station. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: So wait, there's a Meza inside Ogilvy, right? Yeah, I know yeah. Meza. And it it, it bur- the inside of the restaurant burned down. That's what, what restaurant? What stores are next to you?
1: Starbucks. Did you burn down the Starbucks? No.
0: I like, Damn! I wish you would have burned down the Starbucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the probably the and so I get a phone call. I'm at. Uh, yeah, what's so that my son, call my son, like? Hey, your Sorry. restaurant's burned. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, boss, we got we got a problem. <laughs> 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 restaurant's closed. Can, can you
0: grab an extinguisher on your way? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story. So here, this is a good, maybe two. It's, it's actually a good story. It's actually
1: a funny story, and it's funny now because nobody died, thank God. <laughs> thank so, God. so um, as far as you know, as far as I know, yeah, I don't think anyone died. I would have known. I would have sued so um so closed it's around 5 6 7 p.m somewhere in that time range and uh oh you're closed the restaurant's closed, restaurants closed Yeah. oh my so God. the restaurant closed yeah thank goodness right i know yes. right <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um i'm at my, my kids soccer practice my kids play soccer so it's soccer practice i'm watching whatever i'm just chilling i get this phone call i'm like oh what number is this i pick it up uh is this so-and-so i'm like yep yeah. like i um, your restaurant's on fire. We need you to get over here, ASAP. I'm like, ha, real funny. <laughs> I, thought I know they're all closed. Like, how could a restaurant be on fire? It's closed, right? Like, no, sir, we're serious. Meza at two North Riverside Plaza is burning down as we speak. You need to get over here immediately. <laughs> the fire department's on their way. I'm like, huh? I literally pull my child off the soccer field. I speed over to the restaurant and it was burnt to a crisp. It was that a joke?
2: Yeah. What is like a grease fire?
1: No so it was electrical fire oh that's how they that have a lot of lot
2: first of guess too yeah electrical mm, fires no, are the, are no the it big was ones guess, i mean <laughs> I, imagine, I was like it was an electrical fire because that's how most fires happen yeah. <laughs> so what, one of the
1: coolers so it's very funny by the way just pinched cord <laughs> pinched, pinched, pinched pinched cord electric? yeah pinched was it it, extension so they, cord they, no regular cord from the cooler oh. you know they plugged into the wall and they pushed the cooler back they pull every night we pull the coolers out sweep mop behind, it, behind it, them yep. Pushed them back. It got pushed back. Where it got pushed back way, so it hard. hard. Yes. Got pinched. Got pinched between and smashed the wall between and the, the wall cooler? and the cooler. Yeah. And the, oh, the cooler gosh. didn't have uh, little bumpers to keep it off the wall by an inch. It's an older style cooler.
2: Nobody snitched on each other either. It was like I don't know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: so uh did you know who did it? No, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame the employees because right, right. because it's our fault. like it, Or the manufacturer's fault. Like, why is there no bumpers on the back of this cooler? True. True all most coolers have little bumpers and so you don't push them against the wall all the way. So it keeps the cord from pinching, keeps the compressor airflow moving and stuff. So anyway, so... If it was
0: I my dad, may he rest in peace, he'd be like, who did this? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're fired! Get the <laughs> out of here! Yeah.
5: So, uh... You're literally so, yeah. fired.
1: So what's, fu- what's funny, <laughs> yeah. here's a funny story. So... The guy who was walking by the restaurant was a janitor from the building.
0: Wait, there was a guy walking by the restaurant so th- this who is how discovered
1: it? Who so discovered it. He's walking by, you know, pushing the big old dumpster with mm, garbage in it. Right, right, right. And he's he's like, like, looks <laughs> he looks at Okay, mop that up. He sees flames coming out of the window. He looks at us like, oh, shit. You know, and then he just, like, you know, flies back to the, uh, the security. He's like, hey, call the 911 or call whatever. Wow. There's a fire. All right, And the guy takes a picture, <laughs> and I get Post the picture that day, story. and it's <laughs> hilarious. All you do see is literally flames burning up in the oh restaurant. Oh, my God. It's completely smoke, and all you see is flames. So Thank God. did go too far. Yeah. Oh, by Dude, the way. Dude, if you burned down all
0: of Ogilvy, you would have been all over the news, man. For
1: sure. <laughs> by the way, so what saved us? so I have this thing I do at most of my restaurants except for one um, because they won't let us do it. But all my restaurants, I tell them, keep the exhaust running to keep pulling air out of the restaurants. Like, uh, ventilation, sucking, like ventilation sucking, sucking air out of the restaurants restaurant because, the restaurant. A, it just feels cleaner. The smell of all the food is continuing to right, right, you know, smart. get out. Um, and I do it for safety reasons. Like if there were ever a fire, oxygen is not trapped right inside the restaurant. Oh, It's, that's it's continuing to suck oxygen, which keeps the flame okay. low. Oh, nice. Thank God good I did move. that. That restaurant. That's <laughs>
0: experience right there. Twenty yeah, yeah. How, many, how many years have you owned these restaurants?
1: Uh, since 2003. So yeah, 16, 16 years of experience. Years. All
0: right, bro. So, so, all right. Explain to us. So like somebody wants to open a restaurant, they need to understand a lot of risks come with this. Absolutely. There's a lot of management risk, customer service risk. There's fire risk. There's yes. uh, people getting sick risk. Yeah. Like absolutely. Health risk. Yeah. You Has anybody ever gotten sick up? from your food?
1: So of course, I'm sure people have gotten sick. I, mean, I mean, that came back to you and you had to deal with it. Um, no one's ever come back directly to me. There's, so a complaint will get filed with the health department. If, 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 if more than X amount of people get sick—I don't know what the number is—but it has to be multiple people get sick, then there's an issue. The, rest oh, of the okay. health department will come, shut you down, do some swabbing, research you, all that stuff. Damn. We've never had that CSI. happen. Yeah, we've had like one or two. Hey, I, I ate your food. I got really sick. I was nauseous. I said yeah, that could happen. You know, that, that happens at any restaurant you go to. So do you also
2: have a cold? <laughs> is what I would ask next. Week. Are you being funny? I'm like, just sneeze real quick for me, bro. Mm. <laughs> <quick. laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so so now what about money?
0: So like is it lucrative to be in the restaurant business? So to give us that first restaurant. Wait, hold on. How many should you own seven restaurants? Are they all Meza Mediterranean?
1: Uh no. So four are Mediterranean and three are Mexican. Where are they located? In They're all inside the loop. In the loop of Chicago, yeah. Chicago loop. All right.
0: Yeah. All right, so four Mexican, uh three three are Mexican, habanero. Yep. For our Meza, Mediterranean, yeah. called Meza grilled wraps and pita. Meza grill, yeah. All right, Meza grill. Yeah. All right, and and like, what are your? Do you have an estimate of like total sales,
1: or like give us the sales of a, of a given restaurant? Yeah, it, it, most of our restaurants, because so we only open five days a week, Monday through Friday, right? Ten a.m. to three p.m. on average. One meal. One meal we serve. Lunch. That's it, and it's you know we're just banging out the door from eleven to one thirty. Right. That's it. We're done.
0: All right. And and so what yeah, what is the sales of like that first restaurant? Like what, were you excited to see the numbers? Were they, bang yeah, so the were first they bang, restaurant banging banging right away? Yeah, the first, yeah, the
1: first re- so this is what gave us all the ambition, right? And so you the first restaurant we were just floored at the kind of sales it did. We what, thought, where was it located? In uh that's it's closed now, but it was five twenty with Michigan Avenue. It's inside the Nordstroms uh yep. on Michigan Avenue on Michigan. that building. Okay. There's yep. a food court on the fourth floor okay so they did phenomenal from day one and we were really shocked at how well they did
0: did you quit right away from anderson no no or no, 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 no
1: no no no, oh no no so we just we, because you know it's one restaurant you got to keep you know to, to to leave your job depending on how much money you're making of course but to leave your job and risk it i would suggest you really have a nice stable history of good sales, good profits from a restaurant. If you're gonna leave everything, and you profit. were able
0: to run it from Accenture.
1: Yeah, I mean basically I ran it after work all the time. I'd go there, I'd weekends I'd work there. So I was mm. kinda of burning the candle on both ends, especially the first couple ah, restaurants. I
0: gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. You guys have any questions for my bro?
1: So sales sales were you asked me sales. Yeah. So yeah, so sales on average for our restaurants are probably somewhere in the six to seven hundred thousand a year number. Pretty some much. restaurants are in the seven, eight hundred thousand, some are in the six to seven So
2: do you think you had better uh, luck because you were, like, located in the city? Do you think you would have the same
1: type of... I mean, so my mom, she's amazing. So she she always says, in Arabic she says it, but I'll say it in English. She always says, open up your business where the feet are, where people's feet are, basically. So, you know, the the theory is that, you know, the more people, the more feet you see running around your area, Mm. the better chances of success are. And it's Mm. so true. Right so yes mom knows put, best yeah you will pay a price for that right it's a premium you want to be on Michigan Avenue you're going to pay $250 a square foot rent
0: what does that mean like how much you pay rent there when you first so, started out?
1: so that when I, so that's amazing great question so when we first opened there 16 years ago the rent was nothing and when I say nothing it was still expensive but comparatively what like 5 we, grand a month so it was like 6 grand a month 6 grand a month yeah when the rent number finished by the way, there. By the way,
0: this is a small spot.
1: Like you're in a 700 mall, square feet.
0: 700 square feet like
1: like a little bigger than this room.
2: Yeah, it no. like a conference room. Oh yeah, it's like a like it's a food small. court type of it thing. It is a food court. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so that So rushed, 6 grand for that. So we were making money hand over fist because the rent was so low sales were so strong. By the end of our lease, the 15th year of our lease, our rent was 16,000 a month.
2: Damn, why I go up so high? Wow. That's just how the leases are structured. Almost three hundred percent.
1: And they were getting that number from everybody. Potbelly wow. was paying in our food court, uh Sparrow's Pizza, whatever. Damn. There. Yeah. And by the way, we used to have we've we got up to I think about ten or eleven restaurants. We've recently shrunk.
0: All right. Is it super important to have really awesome food?
2: Uh, no According to McDonald's No Yeah so I think <laughs> it's, good. I it's a good man. point I, I, I love think, me some McDonald's I think your point
1: your, your point is really good So the answer is No
0: It's like Shake Shack I want the experience More than I want the food Yeah
1: so I think that You just have to have good food It's gotta be different Maybe Maybe not It's mm, gonna be, gotta be really good something. You
0: can't give people diarrhea
2: Right you can't You gotta be wholesome food According to McDonald's No <laughs> <laughs> You can't or, or Taco Bell Yeah Or Taco Bell <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, great marketing behind you, you know, great service. Yeah. So you're saying food is
0: important, but sorry, it's not the most important.
5: Correct. Damn. Yeah.
2: It is only part so of the process. Part of the formula. Yeah.
5: yeah. I, I have a question. Um, so, like, I've been in on, on a bunch of, like, movie productions, and then when I watch a movie, it's like, oh, I know how they shot this. And, like, it doesn't ruin it for me, but, like, I can see through movies. So now when you go to a restaurant, are you like, damn, I know how they made this, and I kind of don't like this food now?
1: No, I actually get excited about that when I figure things out. That's exciting. Like, oh. Now, if I go to – I actually get amazed by that. When I go into the kitchen and I see how they produce something, and it looks – in before it actually gets presented onto a plate, it looks really average. But then – the artists, if you will, the chefs or the sous chefs or the you know line cooks, whatever you want to call them, they are trained to pre- take a short rib and really prep it in a certain way or do something with it in a certain way that will make it look so appetizing on a plate. And that always amazes me that
5: they're able to do that. Mm. Has it ruined restaurant? Like, can, no. you, can you eat out now like normal? Oh, like, yeah. You know? I love eating out.
2: It's an it's art to it. Like, it's an art. Yeah.
1: yeah. 100% it's an art.
2: Like, so just I, like Kareem, movie, you'll still go to the movies, right? And well, he's saying the, the magic
0: of the movie kind of gone for him because he kind of knows how it's all done like, behind the scenes. Like,
5: if it's an amazing movie, then you, like, enjoy the experience. But sometimes it's, like, a eh, decent movie, and you're like, yeah. The, <laughs> this is why it sucks. Stop, right. stop pretending like this was hard. Like, anyone could have done it. Like, Damn.
1: Yeah, I, I still, I, in this business, I feel like you never stop learning. Right. Always something to learn. Mm. And you have to be open to learning. Do
0: you like owning your own business or would you rather go back to the corporate?
1: No, I love – I definitely love owning my own business. Yeah. I think what I love about it is the people. So do you, is that one of the – would you
0: say you spend the most time working with, like, the people, the managers of each restaurant? Yes. That's the majority of your time?
1: Yeah, I would say that working with them – So
0: not necessarily, like, menu, menu, food, food. No. It's actually the majority of the time is not about food. Actually, I
1: let them kind of drive that stuff sometimes. Oh, for real? Yeah. So, I think yeah, so you
0: moved away from food, which is probably one of the first reasons you jumped into it. Yes. And you moved towards – Oh, man, I'm like a...
1: Therapist. Therapist? <laughs> for real? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Say it's, more. It's, it's a joke. Um, I mean,
0: maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I there, do there think. think like I, would I used to go to my manager's office at JP Morgan and be like, yo, I'm having this problem. I need some help with it, you yeah.
1: know? No, there's definitely a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think um, being there for everybody is awesome.
0: Yeah, so you've kind of built a team, literally a community and a team, and so they might see you as kind of like someone they can turn to or go to who's responsible and is looking to help them with their job or maybe even their life. Absolutely. That's yeah. so that's what restaurants, at least for my brother, are about.
1: That's exactly Which is what cool. that's it's
0: about. It's cool. It's about people. Yeah,
1: it became, but it wasn't like that in the beginning because I was probably too young and dumb to understand it. Mm. Right. And
3: too selfish.
0: Mm. True. I don't, is I it brother, I can tell you not much has changed, bro. <laughs>
3: Come on, man. Well, it's Sorry. all about Come people on, at man. the end of the day. I got so a know, question so for you. Yeah. Every so I know you mentioned you were at about 11, and then you've shrunk down. Yeah. So like, failures. I, fair enough. So right. I, I feel like in general you want to keep increasing. So like, when do you know like you need to shut down a restaurant or like? um <laughs> Like I, I know <laughs> it's it a kind great question. Like I'm, d- I'm
1: laughing about it right now because <laughs> I'm at the breaking point in one of my places. So so we've got six strong ones and one really one that's just dragging ass, if you will, you know, just killing us and. It's a long lease left on it. I have never How many I've years always honored are left on the there's lease? eight years left on it. I've never eight years. Yeah, so I've so never, you may
0: have to be stuck in a losing restaurant for eight more years? Yeah, it
1: could possibly yeah, be. Oh, well or we negotiate out of it. So I've negotiated out of one of three of my previous failing restaurants. I negotiate out of it. We just paid a handsome, you know, ransom to get out of what it. What was what'd you pay? Uh, it was seventy thousand dollars. Dang wow. and it
2: becomes a Starbucks after that. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> So, so you know, you sometimes you do that. You say, "Here's a key, money, or whatever." Just get me out of this or, thing. You can or keep everything.
2: sets fire for some odd reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Someone pinches
5: a cord <laughs> in <my> hand. <laughs> By the way, that restaurant
1: was remodeled and is doing very well now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um,
0: so eight years left on a lease.
1: Yeah. So, so this is where I have to come in now and re. Reconcept it because we oh, made a mistake. What is it? Habanero Mezzo. It's a habanero. So we made a mistake. So I guess initially it wasn't a mistake. A building's going up. You're like, all right, great. There's a new building going up that's going to be, that's going to be, um, uh, what? Sorry. No, no. No, no,
5: it, your hand keeps going in front of oh, the I'm camera. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So uh, a building's yes, going up. Uh, we look at the area, like, oh, there's only two Mexican restaurants within, you know, on the corner. It's fine it can handle a third one. The Mexican restaurant that was actually previously in our spot was doing well, mm-hmm. and it is not going to stay in its spot. They, they didn't want to pay the rent that we wanted to pay. Like, oh, we'll pay that rent. Jumped in, opened up, didn't realize a Mexican restaurant was opening around the corner. Mm. And then the guy who actually left the Mexican restaurant location that we were at opened a block away. Oh damn. So five restaurants, Within a block, damn, no good. I that's a recipe a for that. disaster. Damn, yeah. a recipe for disaster. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're going up against it's two chains.
0: a whole yeah. lot of. Yeah, steak that's tacos. where you gotta make two a, 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 yeah, gotta a, a
2: media him. internet ploy to get your restaurant cracking. Uh, you Joe's Barbecue Foot Massage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know <laughs> that place. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows that place, man. You gotta you gotta get all your media stuff so that can be like, oh, that's the barbecue size place and then they go in there and eat yeah. your
1: food. Some sort of catchy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are I am working on possibly a new concept there. Mm. Uh, we'll gotcha. see what it becomes.
5: So so when you signed the lease, did you say like, oh this is a Mexican restaurant That's or did correct. You say, and so this is a restaurant. Yeah, Mexican. So you can't change it?
1: Technically you can't, but if you go to them and say, hey I'm going under, either you're gonna take the space and <laughs> we're gonna file <laughs> bankruptcy which I've never done or you're going to try to work with us. And most, most buildings will work with you. As long it, as you're not hurting one of their other tenants.
2: Is that you know? why all these, like, in, like, hippy-dippy neighborhoods, why there's, like, businesses that go up and then just come down and go up and come down? Because they, they don't try know. try shit? Th- yeah, they don't know. What the and they doing especially with
0: restaurants, like I told you, everyone's standing around the kitchen like, you make the best ribs, go open up a rib place. They don't know what they're doing. They're, oh not, they're not
1: business people. Uh
2: That's, That's probably why.
1: And I got to be honest with you. When I opened my first restaurant, I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing either.
2: Just I just knew
1: I loved it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a passion. And I need to figure out how the hell I can make extra money or have a backup job. And so you kind of, I mean, even though my dad was in the business and he taught me a lot of the food side, the other side of it, I really didn't know that well. And I kind of figured it out and I got lucky. I had a horseshoe up my ass because the restaurant was doing so well. It had enough cash flow from day one to... You know pay the employees i didn't have to withstand like a a a one year right you know pickup you know what i mean like a time to build up to become profitable yeah Yeah. you were profitable right away i was profitable from day one yeah Yeah. that's not usual that's not usual. all right so
0: so what what is like um some secrets or tricks that you have to make sure you make the businesses as successful as possible like what's something you've you've you know um Figured out over the years, and you're like, man, that has totally saved me thousands of dollars. Yeah. I figured it out in year four. Yeah.
1: So, this is actually from probably early on in the restaurant business. So, my dad, God rest his soul, he was very, very adamant that you should buy your own produce. Mm. You, meaning that go to the main source, farm would be great, but that's too far for us here in Chicago. But the next best thing was where the farms brought all the product to right. to sell it to the public. Not a farmer's market per se, but like a farmer's market on steroids. Every kind of steroid you could ever imagine. Is horse steroids. And so I do some of that too. Yeah. I still you, do that. You know what's
2: crazy?
0: Steroids or the, the market? Yeah, Both the, ho- the horse
2: steroids. <laughs> my, my friend, I'm on horse steroids. My friend in college, right? I've never my he's he's like a he was like a prep cook, right? And that's that he preached that too. He's like 23 years old at the time. We were in college. He was preaching prep cooking? He was preaching oh. going to f-ing farmers markets. Like, you got to get your own food because that's where it's at. Like He's right. We, we were studying animation. I'm like, dude, what the? Well, f- like, it has nothing to do with drawing right now. But that's that's what he was talking about. He probably, Rich fuck, shout out uh, Landon or Calvin or whatever you're calling yourself these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the name of this place that you go to? Is it Chicago Market? International Pro- International Produce Market. Chicago International C- Produce C- Market. CIPM, yeah. CIPM. You go there. I go there or I call, but usually I go once a week, early, early, early in the morning. Yep. 4.35 in the morning. Yep. And then just start, you know, poking my head into all the coolers, checking out what they got, seeing where I can find the best And you're just X, like, y, yo, Z. give me 20 boxes of tomatoes, give me 50 boxes of yeah, lettuce, stuff, give yeah. me yeah. like yep. that? Yep. yep. Well, damn. And what's if you didn't do that, what would it be? So, the, yeah, the savings is enormous. People say, ah, what's the savings? Two bucks? No, no, the savings is a lot more than two bucks. Uh, you cut out a middleman. I cut out the middleman. So and no one, no
0: one's picking it up and dropping it off in so a big semi truck for so you. So a
1: lot of times, so I do, I hired my own driver because we buy about a truckload of vegetables every week, not a full truck, maybe three quarters of a truckload. So it's actually cheaper to hire my own driver, pay him on a per quote unquote per box basis, and he just drops everything off to all the restaurants.
0: Gotcha. So it's Spends like one day Uber Eats
1: delivering school. food. It's Uber Eats delivering produce. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. So by going to the market, so you, I walk into a cooler. I see a lot of romaine that I like. I jump to the romaine seller there. I say, hey, I want 35 cases, 40 cases of romaine. What can you do? He's like, oh, I got lot this, lot this, lot this, whatever the case is. And then he gives me you know, his pricing range based on the time that the product came in. So sometimes the product was in on a Friday. And now it's a Tuesday. He needs to unload that product. Well, guess what? That product suddenly is half price.
2: Mm. That's what's up. S- but then the product, if,
1: yeah. So, but, but if I'm in there at 4:30 in the morning on our Tuesday, and the product just came in on Tuesday, well, that lot is basically the highest price lot. Mm. And they, they don't they only have so much cooler space, so they've got to continuously move products. So my dad taught me that go find the lot that came in on Friday. It's still so dang fresh. It is right. The lot that came in on Tuesdays. On Friday is going to be half the price. I mean, listen. It's a lot of times they're turning over this yeah. stuff anyway, so there's not like there's a lot of that stuff laying around. But that's so that's it's still on number one dad. top product, and so you're able to get you're able to get half the price. Like it's an eighteen dollar market right now for romaine. You can probably pay eight to ten bucks for the same romaine. You Damn. should
2: you should stop saying romaine though. Just because <laughs> romaine's not the lettuce of, of topic, right? You got to say true. leafy green or something like that. Romaine is not because his, of the whole uh,
0: yeah, the e. Coli. E. Coli. yeah. E. coli. You're right. <laughs> Cool. Uh, any final questions from my bro before we move on?
3: I got one final question. Go for yeah. it. In general. Yeah. Uh, um, how much more does a restaurant, like when you beer food, how much do you like mark up the price from how much it costs?
1: So it depends, right? Because you factor in rent, you factor in labor. You've tried to factor all these things in. But there's a general kind of industry standard, if you will, for fast casual. And you try to mark it up so that your food cost uh, averages out at about 25%. Some stuff will be
4: 20%. So,
3: if
1: a sandwich is you sell it for 10 bucks,
0: what does it cost you? 250. Oh, so if a sandwich costs you 250, you're selling it for 10 bucks. Gotcha. Uh, w- what when in your early days, like that first restaurant you guys did, and you were just making money that first year, how much money did you guys make? You, you have a was it just you or were you with a partner?
1: I had a partner, yeah. We probably made that year, that first year from September to through July of tw- 2004, yeah, I'd probably say we made 120,000. Oh, really? And you guys split that The profit, yeah. First year, so we, were like, we were like, wow, this little 700 square foot spot is turning out. And then it only became, it only got better. That restaurant from 2003 to 2008, like literally doubled in profits. Wow. Do y'all still work
2: together? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so cool. it's,
1: it's, It really did well. But then the market crashed in 2008 Damn. and all hell broke loose. Mm. <laughs> when it crashed, <laughs> luxury items such as Nordstrom's, everything tanked. So we were really hurting for a while. So 08 and 09 were really tough years, but I doubled down. I think we've had this conversation on this podcast once. So when the economy got really bad, I doubled down and I jumped into the market even deeper. I said, you know what? Everyone's trying to jump out. Let's jump in. So you pr- opened up co- another restaurant. We opened up more and more. So we, in between 2008 and 2010, I think we opened up like four or five restaurants. Was rent Smart. cheaper to open up? For the rent also week? was pretty good. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, at retails everyone's failing now. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And by the up. way, Another sign for the economy it's slowing down. Retail slowing down. Rentals slowing down. Rent rates are starting to come down. Are they right now? Yeah, they're starting to come down. You're hearing Ooh. people say, "We'll work with you. We'll work with you." Damn. All
0: right, that's my bro. Thanks for uh, schooling us on uh, restaurants Any and time? making money in restaurants. Anytime. How we doing on time? Yeah, yeah. Six fifteen. Six fifteen. All right, let's wrap up in ten minutes. Let's finish up talking about uh, Uber going public. Oof. All right. Now, Uber is the ride-sharing service, right? They also have Uber Eats, which makes them a whole bunch of money. They also have, like, Uber Freight, which you can, like, Uber a semi-truck if you need one (laughs) for some reason. They got Uber Bikes. (laughs) Uber Bikes and scooters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uber Roller Skates and all that type of stuff. Oh, Uber Roller Skates, for real? I haven't used those yet.
2: Yeah, it's it's popular in the uh, Boys Town area. Oh, I was going to say maybe Santa Monica. Yeah, San Francisco. Is that just a gay joke on roller skates? No. What? <laughs> no. It's a, you never heard of Uber roller skates? No?
0: Alright. Never mind. So now here's the thing with Uber, right? So Uber, so Lyft, the ride sharing service of Lyft, they went public about two weeks ago and they were worth about $20 billion. It even pushed upwards to $25 billion. They have since taken it on the chin, which by the way, I was saying when we were on this podcast a couple weeks ago, like, yo, I don't trust this shit. It feels way too frothy, way too juiced up. And lo and behold, I was right, which scares the shit out of me because what the hell do I know? Like, I can't believe I even got that. Wait,
2: what happened again? What happened to Uber? Lyft. I'm
0: talking about Lyft. Oh, okay. Talk about They went public. They had an IPO. Okay. Right? Where, uh, you know what that is? No. It's basically where a company will go public. They will ask the public for money and in in exchange, they will um, share with them the profits and, and, Publicize all of their earnings and numbers. And oh, everything like that. okay.
2: That's what every other company's not doing right now.
0: Most companies are private. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like my brother's company's private. Lyft was private. Right. And all the shareholders decided to go public. Right. So if my brother and all his shareholders were like, yo, let's go public, they'd all go public. Right. So um, Uber is now going, and Uber is much bigger than Lyft. And so Lyft didn't have a really good IPO launch, and Uber now they thought they were going to be worth 120 billion. But they're gonna go public at a hundred billion, most likely. Because they're worried that when they go public and they issue shares, what's gonna happen is the stock price is gonna go down after. So they're worried about that. So they're trying to basically err on the side of you know, underpricing it instead of overpricing it, if that makes sense.
2: What is Uber doing with their what is all these people doing with their money?
0: Oh man, a lot of people about to become billionaires. At least Millionaires, for sure.
2: Yeah. Who runs um, who Uber? Who owns Uber? Uh,
0: there's a bunch of shareholders that own it. So it's a bunch of like venture capital firms. One of the biggest ones is called Benchmark. Um, I've but heard of you know, Saudi before. Arabia, they yeah. own a bunch of Uber. Um, there's a couple other Silicon Valley VCs. And then Travis Kalanick, their first CEO, who was under all sorts of like... Um, microsc- he was under a microscope because there were sexual harassment issues. He was a huge Trump supporter, and, and he did some really shady stuff. Um, around the economic council he sat on for Trump. Um, so he'll get super rich. He might even become a billionaire because he's a co-founder. He probably owns a lot of shares. So these guys, they build these companies, but they don't really see the money because most of these tech companies are losing money.
2: I was, I, I was about to bring this up. I think what they're doing is they like getting their money while they can because all these yep. Ubers, Lyfts, and all these guys, everybody's starting to do that now. So they're going to try to take the money and run type of deal.
0: Yep. Yep. So, you know, Uber doesn't actually make anything. They don't hire people. They're all independent contractors who drive cars, their own cars. You know what I'm saying? Right. So And they don't make very much money, these drivers, unfortunately. It's really the the management who makes all these billions. Um, So Uber is this company that just kind of puts a bunch of shit together, and they make billions and billions of dollars. Now, they're losing. Uber loses something like, I think it's like $3 billion a year, if I'm not mistaken. I have to check that number. But they they lose billions per year, off of. Well, their basically expenses are higher than all the money they bring in from ride sharing. Yikes. You know they probably do a lot of marketing. They
2: pay a whole lot of people. Well, I guess they, they rent out cars for people to drive. They so. do a lot of that stuff too. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: So. Um, but the outlook's got to be good, right? I mean, so people are lending them money to keep them afloat. I mean, I think what the idea is is they've got so much,
0: ma- right? how we transport ourselves has completely changed in the last three, four That's years. That's correct. Yes. It's completely. I thought about that yesterday actually. Right. We just completely have changed the way we taxis are becoming obsolete in mm-hmm. many ways. So I think investors are like, Oh man, let's get on this train right now. Uber's number one. Lyft is number two. However, it's like kind of like McDonald's Burger King. There's about to become a whole bunch of competitors that jump in. Right. So it's not clear how much Uber's going to really own the market. You know? Right.
5: Um, Uber just bought for 3 billion dollars a ride sharing service in the Middle East called mm-hmm. Karim. Um yes. They bought basically your name. Pretty much. Except it's spelled with a C not a K. Oh. <laughs> um because car it's like e- car e- yeah. Um, The only issue with that is a lot of people were worried because um, Kareem has a lot less privacy standards than Uber does. Mm. And now they're scared that, like, these governments in these Middle Eastern countries are going to be able to see all of Uber's data because it was all shared with Kareem from before. Mm. Um, So there's a huge issue. There's a privacy issue. Yeah, there's a privacy issue with that. Like, the Egyptian
0: government can see all of Uber's information.
5: Yeah, so people are scared about that. um, But... Looking like beside that, um, another point that I was going to make is that a lot of people are giving to Uber money because the second self-driving cars um, are publicly available, right. they don't have to pay drivers anymore.
2: Right? I would, have, I would I would never biggest. get in that car. i be like, yeah, it's got a Uber. You're gonna from eat your words. Toyota? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> 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 just pull up and it's nothing. I'm like, ah, think it's a ghost. I'm like, oh hell no, I'm not doing that shit. I mean, it's happening, bro. Isn't it part of the Uber
3: experience, like getting into a car with a guy with a heavy accent and just like having a conversation with the guy? You <laughs> yeah, can't even so roll the window so up. So I don't so know why so your would be Uber that I so, so the car is going to talk to you now with just a
5: really heavy accent. You get to pick the accent. Oh, and man. That's like Night Rider. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You're slow Yeah.
0: So they're going public. Now, here's the big news, right? And this is where I get into how, how powerful companies are in America, right? In America, the corporation has rights of free speech. It has all rights that a human being has, right? And that's kind of crazy because that allows a corporation who's got a lot of money to be way more powerful than any individual, right? Uh Because the company's going to have a lot more money. Um, Uber has figured out, and so has Lyft, and a lot of tech companies are doing this now. Normally when you buy one share of a company, like if you bought a share of McDonald's, that gives you one vote when you go to the shareholder meeting to vote on who's gonna be the CEO or um, any other referendum to kind of make the company democratic. There's one vote for one share. Somehow, these tech companies are now doing a different class of shares where the shares that the founders own or the management owns, they have a 20 to one comparison, like a 20 to one voting power. So each share that the manager owns, he has 20 votes. Each share that I own from Uber, I only have one vote. Basically, all big decisions that require votes, shareholders do not have any say in that. Only the management can basically do And basically, it's becoming a, dic- a major dictatorship. That's what it's becoming. Yeah, well,
2: like. why would you? I wouldn't want shares in that anyway. I would just make my own version of Uber and just have them buy it for having much money. And then... As a competitor, <laughs> right, and they just keep doing that over and over. Oh, I got an Uber for caterpillars, like Uber, what you trying to do? Uh, and they'd be <laughs> like, oh, All right, we got to buy that too now because obviously butterflies became sentient. <laughs> Started thinking, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I mean, like, you know, i I do not recommend
0: buying Uber, I don't recommend buying Lyft. This whole thing of you don't get one to one voting rights and how the technology companies are able to take advantage of this, it's happening, it's coming. These corporations are getting more power. I don't like it, but from an investor perspective, it goes to show you again: like everyone should be investing in the stock market or in these companies, especially in America, because American companies have so much power; they have so much ability to make money. That's why the stock, it's one of the reasons the stock market keeps going up. You know, so I always talk about putting twenty percent of whatever you make from your paycheck directly divert it straight to the stock market. Just buy a. You know, a basket of stocks or buy the S&P 500. um
1: You know, I I keep hearing you say (coughs) America and the companies are so powerful. You know, I've always heard a saying all empires um, at some point are conquered or they fail. Right. Or they come crashing down. The Roman, the Persian. Roman, Persian, exactly. The Ottoman. Do you think we are in such a different time now that to bring down a country like America is almost impossible.
0: Damn. That's a big question. That,
2: that is a big question. That's a good question, What's too. That's a great question.
0: I mean, we're running out of time. What's a <laughs> question? So we're just going to do yes question. or no answers.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, uh, I thought we were doing yes or no answers. <laughs> that, that, that's the ultimate question. Like, is, no. Is no. God I, the only...
1: I, I, the only
5: power that could bring this country down. No.
0: I I don't (laughs) think it's super difficult for any country, not
5: just the United States or any power. I don't think it's that difficult. I I think we we kind of screwed ourselves. Like, we protected ourselves one way and screwed ourselves in another way. Like, physically, no other country can take down America. Militarily, uh, you mean? Yeah. Like, no one can come into America and be like, this is mine. Like, that's never going to happen. Well, well, they wouldn't come in. They would just shoot a lot of (laughs) news. you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, North I mean, Korea would be more yeah. of a cyber attack. Yeah, yeah. A, so, it but if someone creates a bug strong thing. enough and are like failing electrical grid system, if you shut down one city, the whole country would fall apart.
1: Hmm. Big city, New York, whatever. Yeah.
5: Like if Chicago lost power for 10 minutes, America would, would cease to be what we know of it and it would completely change radically for well the next new york forever. did
0: lose a big chunk of power about 10 years ago uh they were off. i remember day, that yeah for some hours um i mean it does have an impact if it's a day i don't think it has a big impact in my opinion
5: i feel like now it'd be way worse way worse Maybe. because like the internet, ten, 10 years ago the internet was like yeah i have internet in my kitchen like on the on the big right right right, right right now it's like it's everywhere. It's in your pocket. Imagine you didn't have your phone for Damn. ten minutes.
2: I, mm, I probably wouldn't even notice. Ten mean, minutes, yeah.
5: I, I think, okay. Yeah, but the people that control stuff would. So, like, imagine you're getting emails about a plane that's supposed to land, or like. I think your bigger point is like
0: how important things like electricity and being connected are compared to military. Something and, and just recently
2: happened. Facebook, that's what. Yeah, I, Facebook I, and Instagram. Right. So those. Down. Yeah. That's right we yeah, were Instagram freaking out at that. Yeah. for a little bit, though. But then and it didn't even completely outside. go down.
5: Oh, it didn't? I thought it was down completely. Like, half of their servers down. went right. out, and the other half were fine. Right. Oh, okay. Right. And then so people
2: just went on Twitter and YouTube. I love. it. <laughs> 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 I was just saying, people would be like, move oh, down. damn. Right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving <it> on. <laughs> on.
5: But, like, imagine all of that stopped. Right. For, right. like, a day. If everything. Yeah, that'd be a big question mark.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would affect us for a day, but w- the country wouldn't country would not crumble from that. I think our biggest risk is like Debt. Not, what? That Debt. Debt. I think yeah, we we would like eat ourselves. You know how like a larvae like
1: yeah, eats eat, itself. Yeah.
0: Eat itself from the outs from the inside? I don't know. You know like like we'd be kind of like eating ourselves from the inside. That's I think slow our death. biggest risk, like, yeah. a, like yeah. a slow death kind of like that. So I you know, I think I think some mistakes can lead to that potentially
2: i mean everybody's trying to attack us one way or another but yeah we're, we're on top let's see who does it first bitch and, uh, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and,
5: and as americans we will win <laughs> that's and what we're supposed to first. say <laughs> <laughs> and
0: on that note that was our show thank you all for listening thank you to shot for being here yeah Montez, i love you brother thank love you very you too, much for bro. teaching us my millennial gangsters peace peace Peace. Best <laughs> peace, peace. Disclaimer. I do not provide personal investment advice, and I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. I am an amateur investor. All information found here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied herein, are for informational entertainment or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. While the information provided is believed to be accurate, it may include errors or inaccuracies. I will not and cannot be held liable for any actions you take as a result of anything you read, hear, or see here. Conduct your own due diligence, consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this show, expressed or implied herein, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise. Business news and other shit, hereafter known as BNOS, reflects my own views ideas and opinions it is not a production of my employer nor is it affiliated with any bro- any broker dealer or registered investment advisor no representations or warranties are made with respect to the accuracy or completeness of the content of this entire show including any links to other sites the links provided are maintained by their respective organizations, and they are solely responsible for their content. All information presented here is provided as is, without warranty of any kind, expressed or implied. From time to time, I may include affiliate links and advertisements on BNOS that result in my receiving payment should a visitor click on a link or sign up to a service as per established in their practice. Readers are entirely responsible for any actions they take as a result of reading or clicking on links on the site and are urged to read the small print. Sound fair enough? Then please subscribe to BNOS. It's free via RSS or email.